0: You're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast. We're your host, Mackenzie and Sierra. Buckle, Buckle up because we're, we're about to get, get gabbing. Today on the podcast, we have the hilarious and always vibrant comedian Tori Piskin joining us. Tori is one half of the Got It For My Mama podcast, a top 50 comedy iTunes chart podcast where she and her mom share everything you would and wouldn't share with your own mom. They consider themselves to be the New York City version of the Kardashians, so you know their podcast brings the perfect combination of dysfunction and comedy to every episode. Please welcome to the podcast, Tori Piskin. Hello. Hello. You look so much cuter than us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I went out of the house today, so I was like, at 8 a.m. when I got up, I was like, I'm going to be dressed today because I knew I had two guys. I was like, and I had an appointment, so in my head, I'm like, it's a day.
0: Yeah, especially after quarantine, it's like you're going out on the runway when you leave the house.
1: Right. Yeah. Like for me, like going out of the house is like getting dressed for a date. It's like some, you know, someone's gonna see it.
0: Exactly. You never know. You never know who might be out there. Exactly.
2: Yeah, but you have like one errand, and you're like, I have to get dressed.
1: Exactly. That's literally what I did today.
0: I know. Before I used to like just like always look like a slob when I like went to the grocery store and stuff, and now I'll be like. What if I just like do a little heel, just like a, like a two inch heel, you know, like a little crop pant, Someone's yeah. fall in love at the grocery store, like behind my mask. I mean, it hasn't worked yet, but wait, trying. where are you guys
1: located again?
0: So I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, but I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then Sierra's in Louisville, Kentucky now, but she's originally from Tennessee.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I, <laughs> doesn't sound well I guess I spent some time in the south I went to I mean this is not We can I'm really bad at you Aubrey. Kentucky's in the south right
0: yeah I mean okay. like less less than people think like people are like oh you're from the south but like it's it's like the top I mean it's like right under Indiana and Ohio okay so we're we're like the top piece of bread on like the South (laughs) sandwich. Okay. Think about it like that. And we're from Louisville, which is like the biggest city in Kentucky. And like, there's no farms. There's no horses. There's none of the things are horses. Well, there's horses, but like at the racetrack where you go and spend a lot of money and like wear a nice dress, like we're not on the farm when we went to LA actually we like went out to the bars and stuff and people would be like, Oh my gosh, where are you all from? And we'd say Kentucky. And the guys in LA were asking if we had milked cows or if we milked cows. Yeah. No, I didn't
1: think you guys were like on a farm. I just, yeah. I just was like, I I imagine like it's still to be a city.
2: Yeah. 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 The people of Louisville like reject the idea of being the South. We're like, Mm. we're like, we're not country. Like we fight so hard not to be (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't hate
0: it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm like, it's just incorrect. So yeah, you got to teach them the right ways. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast uh, today. We've got quite a bit of questions for you that are a little bit all over the board um, because we're just interested in so many things. I know the first time I listened to they got it from my mom, a podcast and actually found you. I was listening to off the vine with Caitlin Bristow. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh. These girls are hilarious. I was like, I can't believe this is her mom. Like, this is so funny. And then I like totally got sucked into the podcast. And so it was maybe like a month after that, that we actually started this podcast because I was like, what the hell? I mean, like we're in quarantine. Let's just freaking start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like this has to be somebody that we get on the podcast.
1: Oh, well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I like saw your Instagram. I was like, "Oh, they're so cute. Like, I don't know, your branding's very good. I love it." Do you both do it? Uh, we're yeah.
0: trying.
1: I mean, yeah. it's
0: like a it's like a hodgepodge homemade uh, situation right now, but <laughs> we definitely give it hell and um we're like what? I think this is like episode 36, 37
2: maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we're but we're still figuring it out. Like we're, we don't really know what we're doing, but we're just like, you know, we're chucking along. Oh, yeah. no. I, I don't mean, think have- anyone knows
1: what they're doing. In oh, life. absolutely
0: not. We had no, no. background. We literally YouTube, like how to start a podcast 4th of July weekend <laughs> and literally had my iPhone and recorded our intro. And we were like, Hey, this is Nancy <laughs> and Sierra. <laughs> and like it was the most homemade and we literally just updated it this past week and we were like we should probably change that (laughs) like that audio quality is kind of trash so yeah we're we're just getting started in all of it but definitely excited about it um so I guess the first thing we want to dive into is kind of your career in comedy and acting and podcasting and kind of like where all of that Started for you? Did you know from like a young age, and like how did you fall into everything?
1: Um, okay, so I guess I mean I definitely like when I was younger, liked the feeling of making people laugh. Um, I also was dis one well, dyslexic, so I think like writing or like reading was very hard for me. So I was always very expressive, and I think mm-hmm. I would use like talking to tutors or like making them laugh a way to like not do the thing that was painful so i guess that kind of started then i remember my mom always telling me this story how i took some like art class when i was like four or something and i was like on the table there and i got kicked out of the art class <laughs> um and yeah i guess from there like I-, I don't know i just like i kept like just pursuing it and this is like back in the day i would like in high school i like really even though i grew up in new york city everyone's always like oh like gossip girl what it really was and i would i mean not for me i would like sit in my room in like a tiny new york city apartment like my own bedroom and i would just film videos on my dad's like camera and then i would like basically edit it on imovie yeah. and that was like my ideal friday night so i guess i was like a youtuber before i mean i was on it but but i never got big yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? maybe <laughs> if i was a little more consistent i had like my whole thing back then was just like doing impressions of music videos. Like, I was like the original TikTok because I would just like <laughs> lip sing these videos and I would dress up and I would dance. And um, yeah, then from there, I just like took an improv class and then uh, started like teaching myself video, more like video editing. And mm. then, yeah, like started doing stand up, but still doing the video. And I guess it kind of just like led from that, that I guess, not being able yeah. to read. you're
0: like I couldn't read so I still don't know how to read require much reading
2: and so I picked (laughs) this path
1: exactly
2: what was the shift like going from like being maybe alone in your room doing things on video to like being in front of an audience
1: um I'm trying to think okay so the first like stand-up I ever I don't even think I ever did it the first time I saw stand-up was I was like 17 And remember, like I grew up in the city. So I was like, very like exposed to these things. It was very easy for me to go to them. And my school was near this, my high school was near this place called the New York Comedy Club, which is like where I perform now. So it's like funny looking back, but it was like a shithole then. And it was like a four o'clock mic. And I made my friend come with me. Um, And everyone knows now, or like, if you're a comic, you know, like, don't go to the 4 p.m. mics. There's always like the weirdos there. But I didn't know that I just was like in school. And I get to this open mic, there's like, six people like the weirdest people you think of like one guy with all these, like he's all these papers. He looks like the type of guy like pre pandemic that would be at Starbucks from like 8 AM to like 8 PM, like yeah. writing something. But you're like, what are you, what writing? are you doing? Exactly. So like that guy. And then there was like a middle-aged woman who had a daughter who was there, who was like eight. And then when the mother got unsafe, the daughter would like go under the table and like cover her ears. And I just remember being like, these are the weirdest group of people. I'm like, I want to do this. Um, these are my
0: people. This is my crowd.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then I think I took, when I was, then I like, Wait, I'm trying to like remember, and then I think in Boston, when I went to, where I went to school, like uh, my last two years, I didn't do standup. I was doing like storytelling because I was like kind of intimidated by like the stand-up format like set up punch like I didn't understand that so I would just go up on stage at these like folk Boston like storytelling places and I would just tell these like five minute stories about like basically my mom like people would be like quality content yeah like people were like almost telling like poems like and I was on a lake and then I'd be like my Jewish mom like
2: <laughs> no one laughed
1: it never made any sense but then I think when I got back New York after college that's when I started doing like more stand-up and like hitting like the open mic scene and just really like diving more into that yeah
0: definitely I feel like that would be like so intimidating to like be funny I know that sounds stupid (laughs) but like first getting into it like I feel like I could tell stories I can get up in front of people but like And like probably maybe be funny if like there wasn't the expectation that I need to be funny. And then the second I know like people in this room are expecting me to be funny, like
1: mm, (laughs) that's,
0: it's going to get awkward real fast.
1: Yeah. It takes like, I feel like with comedy, it takes you like a few years just to even realize like how to like set yourself up for like a good set and knowing like, okay, I'm a funny person, but how do I translate that to my material or like you know, I think there's a lot of times in the beginning, where I'd be like, Okay, I have to be funny tonight. But like, if you think you have to be funny, then you're not, you're like, in your head. So you're it's just also like, trying like too hard. Yeah, it really becomes like psychological a little bit stand up. Because you know, you're telling jokes that you have been told before, like, you've told a million times. So you have to like, make it fresh for yourself. And mm-hmm. it really, but I also think you have to be like, delusional to start it. Like, <laughs> I think about the open mics that I used to go to. One was like, in this sandwich place called Hot bellies. I don't know if they're yeah. you guys are. Oh, yeah, okay. I have them. Okay, so there was an open mic there, and in like the middle of a sandwich shop, I would go and like just tell, like, st- I don't even like stand up. I don't even know what the hell I was doing, but I didn't even like care about the people around me. And I would go with my friends, and we would do like two of those type of like open mics tonight like ones in a bookstore, like ones in a bar, and you would just like do all of that. Um, yeah, I don't know, like looking back. I think now, like, almost 30, I'm like, I don't know if I would be, like, too embarrassed to do that, but I think when you're, like, in a zone of something, you kind of just, like, not really thinking.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree, and I think it sounds like maybe, like, the people around you, like, your friends and even, like, your mom, especially, like, I can just tell from listening to the podcast – would be like yeah like go get it like not think it's weird at all but if the people around you are like um that's kind of weird why would you do that then like then that's when you're gonna get in your own head but if people are just like feeding the delusion then you're good yeah
1: yeah like i i think one <laughs> show i did in the beginning it didn't go well but my mom was like they didn't get it like they didn't get it and i was like yeah they it's didn't get it yeah
2: what a great stage mom <laughs> exactly um i have a specific question because when i found out that you were on wild and out I almost lost it because I used to love Wild and Out so much, like so hard, Um, specifically when I was like in high school, I would get home and I would like watch MTV and I would watch it. And then I found out you were on it. I was like, oh my, I need to know. Can you tell us, I know you have like a YouTube video kind of talking about it, but I want to know, like how did that happen? And then like, what is like something that stands out from that experience?
1: Okay. So I wasn't really truly ever like on like a season. I was kind of off of on like a one off episode, but I'll tell you like the whole thing. So basically my friend, Jacob Williams, if you do you watch, because you watch the show consistently, right? Or you used I, to? Yeah,
2: I mean, I used to.
1: Okay, so do you know Jacob? He's like the nerdy white guy on it, like a few years ago? I think ago. so, yeah. Okay, so he put out this like, I don't even know on Facebook was just like, oh, on that Wilding Out is looking for like new cast members. Um, submit here's like the email to the casting person, and I like send my email. I send my info, like really not thinking anything of it because I like never rapped before in, in day of my life. A life in my. I'm also I'm <laughs> dyslexic. A dyslexic <laughs> rapper. Literally, I just a day in my life. Like Wait, a life in. I literally was like a life in my day. Can't fucking good. rap. Can't <laughs> even say words. I am like the worst possible rapper anyway so i know but my thought was more like oh if i get an audition at least then like i can connect to the casting people at mtv like so then they sent me like information like how to actually do do the audition which was just like me it was like making rhymes but in like a funny way and i remember like watching the show and just being like okay they're really like hyper and they're on and like they're just and i wore like overalls and like a crop top and i was like i guess this is it and then they were like congratulations you made to the final audition now i'm thinking okay it's just going to be like any other audition i've been in with like three producers or casting directors and then like me but they were like this year we're doing it differently it's like a live show so basically they were promoting the new season but in between the commercials, they were having like the possible new cast members on and people could vote like who they yeah. thought. So okay. I was like, Oh, my God. So they're like, <laughs> it's on. And I just started this new job because it's like, you know, as a comic, like, unless you have like a full time job, like writing or doing something else, you have to have like a side hustle. So I went well, on a side of to have like a day job. So my day job, I was editing at refiner 29. So I just started this editing job and i like when i had like editing jobs i never really told people about like comedy because i just wanted to like keep it separate you know like yeah. but i literally just started this job so i didn't know how to tell my boss like hey on thursday <laughs> i know i started monday but on thursday i have to go rap on like on the stage <laughs> where like trl used to be like i think i like told her at now at the time i look back i should have been like no fuck it like who cares what she like thinks like if i'm fired like whatever but I think I just like, like I have a
0: doctor's appointment on Thursday. I yeah. Right.
1: Go. I was like, I have a doctor's appointment, but <laughs> you know, so I, I care what happened. So I went to it and the other two guys for this competition were like actual like battle rappers. Like they were <laughs> battle rappers. Like I was a stand-up, like hustling every weekend. Okay. And here comes this like, like like little white redhead from like the upper east side. And I was like, hey guys, so I'm like, not really a rapper, but like I'm a stand up. And like, this is a, to- I get it. It's like totally a you thing. And they were like, listen, like, you know, you're really funny, like in the green room. They're like, you're funny, but like out there, it's different. And I was like, okay. So we had a sound check and I'll never forget, like never remember, like I literally never rapped like with music. I mean, I practice at home yeah. and so basically, they had a sound check, but during the sound check, they're like, "Don't say your rap; just like, like kind of like mumble it with the music to make sure you can get the rhythm." And like the guys were like, "I'm not doing this." And the mic like hung from the ceiling; it was like a portable, like old school, like think like marvelous Mrs. Maisel mic. Um, yeah, and it hung from the ceiling, so they didn't do it because they were like, "I don't need to do this." But I took it like very serious because like I'm a good student, so I was like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> "And they're all like laughing at me," and even like the camera guys are like. Like I'm very interested to see this girl. <laughs> so, and the thing is, the battle rapping like wasn't against the two guys I was competing against. It was like to basically like diss Nick Cannon, and then I'm forgetting the other person I dissed, um, DC Young Fly, I think. So it was Nick Cannon sitting in a throne, and like DC Young Fly, and then these two other people that were on the season, and then like a circle stage, and then like paid audience members of like people, everyone got $50, like surrounding them, okay? And like that to me wasn't nerve- nerve-wracking, like I was like high off of that. But these battle rappers, I guess, really thought of like the fact that they were on national TV and they basically like could not rap, they were so nervous. They literally got stage fright. Mm. So I'm the third to go. And I was like, oh my God, like I just have to say this right. And so I did it like like a performance rather than like, Okay, like what is coming out of her mouth? I mean it like made sense. Yeah. And I basically then I guess, like, I don't know how they I went on default, basically, because the other guys like couldn't rap. but <laughs> so I made it to the next round. Because at that point they had done like three other types of rounds, the ones I did. So now I made it yeah. to the final round. So it was like all the best of the best of like whatever this competition was. Yeah. Again, I'm like, I don't rap. Um <laughs> But at this point now, it was like you were still rapping, but now it was more like comedy aspect. So I was doing really well and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then it was between me and this other girl. And basically, if you won this competition, then you'd be on like the full season of Wilding Out. And I'll never yeah. forget. I like looked in the mirror like right before the final um, segment. And I was like, I'm gonna have to quit my job. Like I'm gonna have to tell this woman, like I'm a, like, I'm like, I'm a rapper, you know what I mean? Like editor to rapper, like this is it, I'm gonna tell her. and i you know i like wrote all my raps beforehand because i kind of knew like what it was gonna be about and the final rap was like i had to diss this girl i can't remember what my diss was but hers was like way better than mine and like she won and then um but then at some point like nick cannon like put his arm around me and my mom i will never forget she was like he really liked you like you got to get his email I was like, oh, like I should just be like, hey, Nick, are you, do you use AOL or Gmail? Like it was just, I think that's such a mom thing. They like, I think any career, they're always like, you should just ask the top person of whatever career you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I never like fully made it on the show, but it was definitely like a few episodes, like off random episodes. But yeah, I guess, no. yeah.
2: This I don't is know so if that funny. answers your
1: full question. <laughs>
2: Yeah. No, I was just like, I'm fascinated. I need to know the scoop. Um, that's funny though, that you, the first guys, you were like, it's not that I was good. It's just that they were really bad.
1: <laughs> they, but they were like so nervous because I think they were like, oh my God, I'm on national TV. Whereas like that didn't bother me because like I'm a comic, I'm a performer. But I think for them, they're like true rapper, like artists, you know? So mm-hmm. they felt more comfortable maybe doing it in like a basement with like, in the dark and being like, Oh my God, I'm on national TV. Yeah. But they could not, like, they literally couldn't get the words out. I've, to this day, I've never seen like stage fright like this. Now I'm almost like, did my mom pay them? Like, it was, it truly was insane. Like now that I look back, I'm like, that is kind of crazy that they really could not get the words out, but I guess that was true stage fright. Yeah.
0: But that makes sense. Like if they're used to like performing in a different type of setting or environment. And I feel like you just never know. Like I, like I said, I'm not like someone that's like shy and can talk in front of it. So I feel like I'd be like one of two things in that situation, either like ball out balls to the wall. And like, everyone would be like, what from this little white girl or just completely freeze and shut down. Like I'll never forget. This is a totally random one-off story. But I'll tell quickly. But Sierra and I know each other from dance team. And so we've like danced our whole lives up through college. So at one of our hip hop practices, like when you come out on stage on nationals, you have to like, I don't even know how to say it, but like woof. You have to be like,
1: Whoo-hoo-hoo! You know, you have yeah, like, to, like, I've seen this sh- you have cheer, to hype the show.
0: Up. Yeah. You have to hype it up and yeah. like come out like a true gangster and you're like yeah. a tiny white girl. And so our coach was like, you all suck at this. And instead of like having you all come out at once, I'm going to have each of you go individually and you need to go all out or you're going to the back of the line. And then like, okay. you're just going to have to keep going until like, it's over. And so I'm like, maybe like six or seventh in line and all of the girls ahead of me, like, she's like, no, not good enough. Not good enough. Meanwhile, our coach did not really like me. Like we did not have a, a great relationship, not a bad one, but I was definitely not the favorite at all. And in my head, I'm like, the only thing worse than doing this once is doing this a second time. You bet your ass. I'm going to come out there and go all out. And so i lost my mind and like had like the deepest, loudest voice. Wow. and everyone on the team was like, what just happened and the coach was like and that's how it's done ladies and oh I, my like, god I have to go sit down so i'm like there is that side of me that i don't know what i would do in a situation like that if i would totally freeze or just
1: it's almost like you have to have like no expectation you know yeah. Oh, because it's like you weren't expecting to be the best you were just like i have to be like i don't i don't like i have to get this over with you know
0: yeah if to me, it's like The embarrassment of like freezing or like screwing up is so much worse than like going all out and someone thinking you're weird because like you went too hard kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just go for it all the way. Don't like be a weirdo about it
1: and make it awkward or like. Oh my God. I love that. I should have done that with wilding out. (laughs) I mean, I think I did. Now that I think back, I definitely was like hyped. I think I had a lot of Diet Coke (laughs) that day. Oh my gosh. (laughs)
0: So <laughs> I guess kind of pivoting from that, um, how did you get started or I guess bring your mom into things? So I know you said you like used your mom for some of your like content and stuff like that. When were you like, hmm,
1: like maybe I should start a podcast with her, like maybe we should bring her in? Um, so I guess like almost two and a half years, I ago, I went through this like really bad breakup mm-hmm. with this guy who. We were things were getting like very serious and we were gonna move in together. And then he like dumped me out of nowhere. And I was like really upset. And the only person that was saying like really mean things about him, but was like making me like feel better and laugh was my mom. So, and at that point it was all already like posting stuff about her, like on my Insta story. And like, so people like knew of her and people were always like, you guys should start a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, but podcasting was like very, like still I mean still is big but it was almost like oh like still like a little newer I guess like two years ago and so I just was like oh I guess I'll start a podcast and all of my comedy friends were like starting po- that was like the thing that was like yeah the accessory like okay if, if you're a stand up you have to have a podcast you know so I just was like oh like I guess I'll do it with my mom and then it kind of started out with like talking about like dating um, which it still does but then she told me to like not talk about it anymore <laughs> Now, because she's like, the guys listen. I was like, no, they don't. I was like, I don't care if they listen. Like, it's fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, we've experienced that already. Like, people will find out, like, guys will find out about it before you even tell them. They're like, so tell me about your podcast. I'm like, uh, or like, are you going to talk about me on your podcast? I'm like, don't flatter yourself. You're not
1: <laughs> that special yet. Um, I had this one guy. No, I just reminded me. I had this one guy who... This is back in New York, maybe like, I don't even, like a year and a half ago. He, I, I tell you about him, he was like a very weird per. Like this guy was like a Sex and the City episode, like truly like by the, you know, when you're like 15 minute mark of that show, you're like, oh, that's why he's single. So this is like why I found out he was single, but it relates to like the podcast. So we had this like amazing date. He was like a lawyer. He lived in like Murray Hill, which is like, a very nice area in New York city. And he lived on like the 31st floor. And the, like on paper, he was like very good. And like, he, he was like cute, like, you know, I was like charming and like the second date, I remember being like, oh, like I really am into him. And he asked me, I don't even remember how we started talking about it, but he was like, oh, I listened to the podcast where he thought it was my podcast, but I went on my friend's podcast where I talked about like licking my boyfriend's butthole, like in Jamaica. <laughs> And he was like, are you going to do that to me? And I don't like, are you going to talk about me? I was like, no. And he kept saying, he was like, are you going to talk about me? And I was like, no. Like, I thought it was like cute at the time. And I was like, no, I'm not going to talk about you. And then he was like, well, my brother says you should sign like an NDA. And I was like, what? You, wh- what? Like, you're a fucking like, <laughs> like, 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 like lawyer, like relax. Yeah. But it wasn't even like high up there. Like, he kept talking about making partner. I was like, you're 27, like fucking relax. Yeah. So anyway we were like that so that was with the podcast and he was just like very concerned i was going to talk about him okay but why he was like a true sex in the city episode was so we dated for like maybe like not even a month okay and Mm -hmm. throughout the dates he would make tell me things that i was like okay he's definitely like an anxious type of guy which is fine because like i have anxiety and at the time like i was very compassionate towards his like maybe dating someone who had anxiety because like i think that's why my ex dumped me even though he like never really said it so this guy would be we'd be like we were at some bar in the city and it's like on a boat and at one point he was like can you feel it move you can feel it move do you want to get off we can and i was like no it's fine There'd just be like a little like neurotic and he wasn't even jewish which was like the craziest part to me so neurotic (laughs) so at one point we were going to this restaurant, like maybe like fifth date, and on the way there, first he was like, "I have to get Tums," which I'm like, "All right, this is like, we this is like the most unsexy thing, but like, sure." Killed and then by. he was like, Til, even worse, killed the vibe." Ben was like cheap about the Tums. Was like, "Well, if I get this one, it's like, you know, the smaller one, it's more expensive." I'm like, "Are you kidding?" I like you get me? the off-brand Tums. Yeah, he was getting the Dwayne Reed Tums, <laughs> and I was like, "They're nothing more." I was like, I'd rather you fart in my face <laughs> and get the off and than get like the Dwayne Lee version of the Tums. All right, so he takes the Tums and on the way to dinner, we're walking out of nowhere. He lifts his arms and almost like, I guess for the people that are listening, he almost does like a choo-choo train movement with his arms, like lift it up and down, right? Would you say that's it? Like yeah. that's the best yeah, way? Yeah. Like yeah, lift, yeah, yeah. quickly lifts his arm up and down. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> And in the most like casual way ever he's like oh i'm just seeing if i'm having an aneurysm. <laughs> I was like what and i'm like laughing but like oh like. I was like how do you even know what an aneurysm is he's like oh, oh yeah. well my aunt have an aneurysm and like if you're having an aneurysm you can't put your arm up like this, so I guess i'm not having an aneurysm. I was like oh. oh like, Okay, okay, and I was like what does it do with the tums that we just bought five minutes ago <laughs> this guy is like like it was not good so. But then we like went to dinner and it was really great, and I was like, Oh, but he's so smart, and we have like really fun banter. And then we get back to his apartment and we're laying on the couch. We haven't even like slept together at this point, and he only gave me like pet kisses that you would like give your like dog or like your dying yeah. grandpa. Like it was just very like, but I was really trying to like work on I was like, The, the sexual stuff will come, like, blah blah. Yeah, we're sitting on his couch, and I'm like. We're both like laying sideways and he's like rubbing my head like which i thought was like a head massage which also was just like a little unsexy so i was like okay head massage maybe then like put your hand down my shirt like it was literally just it was like we were both 50 year old people that had done everything but we've never done anything at this point then he like out of nowhere he like jolts up and like kind of like i jump up because i'm like laying on him and he's like my tongue He's like my tongue feels really numb. I was like, "Oh my like are you okay? Again, are you okay?" He's I was like, "He's like I think I'm having an allergic reaction." I was like, "Are you allergic to anything?" He's like, "No, I don't know. No, I don't know." And then he like goes to put some like this doesn't make any sense. His tongue is numb, but then he went to go put something on his tongue to like make it less numb. It was the I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Then he changes his shirt cuz he thinks it's his dog from home even though like his parents live in Michigan. And then I just was like, this is really freaking me out. But the more like he didn't wanna like do anything, I was like getting like, I guess like turned on. I don't even know what was going through my mind. Then I was, I had this jumper that like tied in the front and I wasn't wearing a bra. And I guess I was like sitting on top of him, like calming him down as he was like with his like tongue. His tongue is probably numb from all those fucking tums he (laughs) took. So he's like going like this. And then I like, basically was like, I opened up my shirt. And then this is when I knew that like, we were not going to like have sex. And I, He closed it. He literally closed my top. Like, almost like I was a student. He was a teacher and I was like showing him. He was like, no, no. This he's like, happen. ma'am,
0: I'm having an allergic reaction right now. Right.
1: The disrespect. And then I just, he was like, do you want to sleep over? I was like, sleep over. No, I don't want to be your nurse. So that wasn't even the worst part. Then I was like, I'll give it another shot. You know, I really was like, I'll give it another shot. Like we have very good banter. Like he's very smart. Then it just became worse on So when I left that apartment, when he had an allergic reaction, that's when it felt like the middle of the Sex and the City episode. Cause I'm walking in the middle of the street, it's probably like 1 AM. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is, what's, with, yeah. what's wrong with this guy? Then I found out he like clearly had some like neurotic things he would like get very nervous that the oven would be on all the time but he like never even used the oven and he would take photos of the oven before he would leave for work and take photos of the oven and take photos of the blow dryer all right this is all like pretty insane and like i feel bad but again i was trying to be very compassionate because like i know you know like i have my issues and then out of no no then we're talking then i guess we eventually did sleep together then he tells me that he's into bdsm which i was like (laughs) what? You are the most neurotic (laughs) person I've ever met. Now you want to be tied up? Like, like this makes no sense. Nothing's adding up here. I feel like that would end
2: so badly.
1: (laughs) Nothing's adding up. And then I was like, well, which one do you want to be like, do you want to be the one tied up? And he was like, well, if I would prefer, yes. I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, that's the sexy. The word prefer is like, and he was just we never got there because I just was like, I have to end it. It was just, I feel like I really tried. And he was definitely like the oddest guy. Also like, like what would turn him on? Like me turning the oven on with like a ball gag in his mouth, you know what I mean? He'd be like, no, don't do it, don't do it.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, that kind of leads into our next question. <laughs> ironically um which so you're kind of a bi-coastal gal um (laughs) both new york and the la scene so if you had to describe the new york dating scene in three words and then the la dating scene in three words maybe with the same i don't know how would you describe the two of those
1: um okay three words okay this is good okay three words um okay well i don't know it's hard because i've like only kind of dated during the pandemic in la but uh, okay i feel like um, okay i feel like cuter faces in la okay and then maybe like in new york um, more intellectual
0: okay so like more like business guys, intellectual. More like models, actors over in LA.
1: Me, I wouldn't even say that because I, in New York, I did like date like a lot of like artsy guys, but yeah. I just, I feel like they're more like airheady guys. You would, even though I didn't date them, like you would just meet or like run into. Does that make sense? Where in New, in New York? York? No. Okay. We actually, this, okay. So in LA, I feel like they're more like they're artsy, but they're like airy, like something's yeah, like yeah, yeah. missing. And in New York, they just have too much that's in there, but they're both like weirdos. Does that make yeah. sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the guys in, in New LA, York need to mansplain everything to you. And the guys yeah. in LA are just not even all the way there.
1: Exactly. Like the guys <laughs> in LA brain, brain cells have like somehow transferred to the guys in New York and there's just too much in New York. Like they're too much in their brain. So they don't like shut it like their brain cells is like overflowing in their tote bag and I feel like in LA they're just like floating with like the seagulls or the the ocean. Yeah, I guess that's the biggest like. But also I I, it's so hard to say I wish I can give you like a better answer I I feel like i'm having the trouble now where i'm like. With LA, I'm like, oh, I can't tell guys in LA like don't ask you out, or it's because of the pandemic, or like people got lazy because of the pandemic. So I can't really like put my everything's different. Everything's different with
0: the pandemic. I will say our one experience out in LA together. So I've been twice, and Sierra's been to California a few times as well. But the one time we went together. So in, like, Kentucky, Ohio, the South, whatever, like, if you go out to, like, the bars or anywhere, I'm not saying, like, no one talks to each other. Like, it does happen, but it's rare. Like, you pretty much talk to the people you know or, like, that person was in a sorority and you know their friend. Like, you don't just, like, go up to strangers and, like, hit on them, except in rare situations. And so, like, if we go out here, like, it's not like a – like, you just don't get hit up that much, Um, which is fine, honestly, given the selection here, but – when we went, to, when we went to LA, it was like so different. So we went out like a couple nights while we were there, obviously. And of course we like looked up all the places, like the bachelor people go, we're like, we're ready, like right. we're ready to like see somebody. And we get there and there were three of us actually us and our other friend, Angela. And the whole time we're like split up because we cannot stop that. There is a line. There's like a line of guys to talk wow. to. Us. And they're like, what oh, bar did you go
1: to? I, it, me and my roommate literally were like, we need to go somewhere this week weekend. we're going to meet like people in real life. What bar was this? What I'm was- going to write this down on my W-9 form. What was the big one that we went to where we had the lines here? One of
2: them was, um, I mean, bungalow. Yeah, bungalow.
0: Oh, bungalow. Okay. And oh then, yeah, so it's
2: probably open now. And then we went to another one um, that I can't think of the name of. Yeah, I can't
0: think of the names of okay, well, the other two, know. but Bungalow was the most poppin. And mm-hmm. there, literally, at one point, was like three separate lines to talk to each of us. And like, we actually were not interested in the guys that were talking to us, <laughs> but we were like held captive that we couldn't get back to each other. And I'm like talking to this guy, and he's like, "Yeah, like, I'm an executive at Hulu. Um, like, no big deal. Like, what do you do?" And I was like, "I'm in grad school in Kentucky." <laughs> And they're like, oh, interesting.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, wait, the one thing I want to say, actually, I was talking to my roommate about this in the car, and I feel like more people on the dating apps here or more people in general in LA are in open relationships. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like in New York, I really don't, like, know of anyone in open relationships. I feel like people here are in more relationships, but they're in, like, odd relationships. Like, very unconventional. Yeah. Or even, like... I went to the sew house like right before the pandemic started last March. Yeah. And this guy that was there was like hitting on me. We had like a wedding ring. And then obviously I was like, you know, I always think like the good in people. I'm like, maybe his wife died and he like can't take it off. No, (laughs) it's not it.
0: It's not it. (laughs) That's a story you tell yourself, you know? Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Sierra, any questions you want to ask before we dive into bachelor stuff?
2: Yes. So speaking of the things that we tell ourselves, um, I'm just interested to know, I know that you talk about being like almost 30 and I'm like, you know, I'm right there with you. I am 27. I'll be 28 soon. Okay. And I'm like, you, you talked about earlier how you were kind of like, I was kind of like doing TikTok before TikTok was a thing. And now we've got all these teenagers rolling the internet and I'm like, how do you keep yourself? Like, what do you do to tell yourself? Like, you're not old. Like you still got it because I got to say, like sometimes I'm struggling and I'm like, what am I doing?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I definitely still get that like a lot. Um, I feel like your mom
2: is the
0: perfect example because like, look at her at her. She's like, she doesn't care.
1: Yeah. No, I think like, mm, I feel like as i've gotten older i just i mean i still like care a lot but i just (laughs) care like less about like keeping up with everything and just caring more about like what makes me happy and what like i think is funny yeah because there's so much like there's always going to be a new app and there's always going to be people and youtubers i don't know about and things so i think it's kind of just like keep doing what like makes you happy or like I was listening to a podcast recently where someone was like, oh, you know, instead of like waiting, this is more like career related, like, oh, instead of waiting for like that big break, it's just like kind of setting yourself up for like a a mindset just for like the day. And it's not like today I'm gonna be a star. It's just like today, like I have a podcast recording. It's gonna be really fun. You know, just like setting little stuff up like that to like feel, I don't know, like motivated, I guess. But to your question yeah. about age, um, I don't know, I still feel like very, I don't know. I feel like, oh, I feel like I'm fine turning 30. Like, I, I feel like I wish I had the mindset of like how I am now at 23. Like if I was 23 mm-hmm. now, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm killing it, yeah. you know? But mm-hmm. I think that's also what's like interesting. Like when I first started a comedy and I was like, oh, by the time I'm 30, I'm gonna have my own show. and I'm gonna have this and that. So I think when you're like, when you are 30, you're like, oh. What you want to happen sometimes takes like a lot longer in actuality, and it's hard like not to compare yourself when you see people now like do getting all those things very quickly. But I guess you kind of just have to be like, okay, well, like they're having their moment doesn't mean like I can't have mine or like mine's still coming, which is like kind of exciting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, thank you. I agree. I agree. I I'm trying to live my life in that. Um...
1: But you're 20. You have three more years. I have two more months. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have that much longer.
2: Good things are still coming. And that's really all I needed to hear. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So to wrap up everything, we wanted to quickly chat about The Bachelor because I know that's something that you and your mom love to watch. That's something that we love to watch and comment on on our podcast. And I guess, first of all, are you completely burnt out on The Bachelor, like we are at this point? Or are you like still gung ho? Because I feel like after the past two seasons back to back like I'm just kind of over it at this point and like I need the rest before the next bachelorette
1: yeah no I agree I think it's good that we won't see it till the summer right that's (laughs) the next but I'm like I really want to see the bachelor in paradise
0: it's still happening but it's not they're having August
1: so wait I'm so I'm very they're gonna have bachelorette and bachelor in paradise the same time
0: I think they're going to slate Katie to start early enough that then she'll end before bachelor in paradise starts. Cause I Googled it like last time we were recording and I want to say it was like mid August or like late August that they're Uh going to start paradise. So, I mean, that makes sense. Like a two month timeline in the summer, if they start in like June to do season, then they're going to jump like straight into paradise. And then they're going to jump straight from paradise into Michelle's season, probably like octoberish like normal
1: and then right. we'll probably go
0: straight to bachelor in january
1: yeah i'm glad that we're having the break i'm much more excited for the bathroom paradise just because yeah i feel like i can like it makes me sad sometimes to see these girls like get really excited about one, one guy and then like he clearly likes some other girl <laughs> mm-hmm. like i feel like i've watched the bachelor like when i'm single and when i'm in a relationship and it's like two very different thoughts like when i'm in a relationship and i watch i'm like oh thank god i'm not these desperate <laughs> girls and then when i'm single i'm like oh my god like this is me you know
0: <laughs> yeah i'm like it's it hits a little too close to home sometimes yeah
1: it really does and i think you know like me like doing like a lot of research on the the show and stuff you realize why these girls like really cry and it's not so much because. Yes. Okay. Some of them claim they're falling in love with The Bachelor. or It's more the girls, I guess, are crying. But it's like they're really stuck in that house mm-hmm. for six, I don't know, four a month. Yeah. And they're there to meet this one guy. And at that point, some of them have really only had less than 10 minutes. So of course, you're yeah. going to go crazy. Like mm-hmm. that would be insane. So I think even the most sane people would like cry on that show.
0: Oh yeah. I've like thought through before, like, what would I do? Like, what do I do to stay sane? Like, I, I think I would like have to be like the most fit person, like while I'm on there, like I would just be like running laps around the pool and up and down the steps and like doing push-ups push-ups which would probably like actually drive me more crazy. But like, I, I feel like the more you like talk to the other girls in the house then that's when you get jealous. And then the, like the conflict stirs up and you're just like, she blinked the wrong way today. And I'm going to like go smack her.
1: Yeah. I just don't know how <laughs> And I guess they can have books, but they can't have phones and like, you know, they have to like probably get up at a certain hour, but then they're really just like all talking to each other. Yeah. Which is just already
0: strange. Like we don't even do that in our regular lives with people we actually enjoy, much less the girls your boyfriend is dating.
1: Right. And they, and the thing is like, and it's not like after it's not like you're getting attention from other people see this is my if i went on the show because i like love like any guys and like like uh like production like that's like my like type of like someone's like oh i love a guy in like a suit um like a business suit or like oh i love a guy in a uniform but i like love a production guy like if you have an (laughs) earpiece in your ear or like have a camera like i'm obsessed with you so i would probably end up flirting with the crew yeah that would be me, which I'm shocked. I mean, yes, there was that show, what was it called on Hulu, where they did do like the behind the scenes of mm-hmm. the real? Um, yeah, uh, Unreal. Unreal, yeah. But if that was me, I'm really surprised there's never been a girl who's like, oh, I, f-, or whoever, vice versa, that like had a thing with. Um,
0: well, there was the one, like it was a long. Pilot time. Pete, right? No, it was, before, well, maybe I, if, if there was on that season, I forgot it, but it was a long time ago. Like, I want to say like, I was in like high school or maybe even middle school. It was, her name was Rosalyn and it was on, um, the other pilot, I think, uh, Jake Pavelka. Okay. It was his season. And Chris like came in to like one of the cocktail hours and he was like, Roslyn, uh, can I talk to you outside? And she was like, sure, Chris. And <laughs> Chris was like, it's been brought to our attention um, that you've been having an inappropriate relationship with a staffer. What do you have to say about that? And she was just like, I don't know what you want me to say. And she basically like got kicked <laughs> off the show. And like, that's just like, I remember at the time, like that was the phrase was like an inappropriate relationship with a right. staffer.
1: But now they probably would have shown it. They've like, at yeah. this point they just want the ratings. They're like, yeah. they're like your nipple was out and the other ass and the other part of your body, you know, <laughs> but yeah that would have, i would i feel like i'm shocked we don't see more of that but knowing like about production i feel like this is clearly like a union job and yeah. a lot of camera guys that are in union are definitely like older at this point point. and it, when i do when we do get like a glimpse of like the guys or like the crew but most yeah. of them they are mostly men they um they do look like older you know they're not like hot young guys i mean Yeah. Well, no, they also been having a lot of females on too. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because remember, Demi, um, didn't she start having a relationship with a girl who was on staff somehow?
0: I didn't hear when Demi
2: like. They brought this other girl on Paradise. Wasn't she like a producer of some sort or? Oh, Oh. they just
0: met outside the show. I think. No, yeah, they they met outside outside the show. show. Yeah.
2: Okay. For some reason, I thought she (laughs) was really spreading lies. Um, sorry.
1: I mean, I just would want to see more of. You know how, like, below deck, they like sleep with each other. Yeah. Like, I would want to see more of that. Like, you know, the contestants sleep with the crew.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it happens. Honestly, more than people lead on. But then, yeah, it's like, why wouldn't they show it for the drama? I don't know. Or
1: like *Siesta Keys*. Did you ever watch that?
0: I've seen like bits and pieces of the yeah. episodes, and I know it's like it's all intermixed. Like it's just.
1: Yeah, I watched. I was very into it, and then this one girl. One of the episodes I watched, she ended up like, I think she, now she's engaged to one of the producers who was like 20 years older than her.
0: Yeah. Not, not my vibe, but yeah, you know, <laughs> to each their own, honestly. Okay. To close it all out, we have a fun little game. Um, and you said you're excited about bachelor in paradise. So we're going to do ship it or sink it. Okay. And give you bachelor couples. And you tell us if you ship them or if you sink them. Okay. Okay, so, wait, so our- ship
1: them is like good, like ship them off, ship them off into like the love life.
0: Yeah. Okay. Off on a little love boat um, into paradise. Okay. First couple is Blake from Claire's season, the one with like the beard, like the okay. thick beard. Okay. Oh my god, and I he- hate
1: him. Okay, he looks like an elf.
0: <laughs> him and Abigail from Matt season. No. no. Okay, we're sinking. We're Abigail.
1: Wait, wait. Blake is the one. No, wait, sorry. I was getting confused between Blake and Ben. From Tacia's season. From
0: Tacia's Yes, from Tasha's season. Uh, Blake no, is the he, one with the thick beard who did yeah. not make it as far as Ben. Ben was the one that was okay, like in yeah. the final.
1: Okay, I think Okay, the couple you just said, no, I think they would sink, but I think Abigail and Ben actually might be a very cute couple. Yeah. You know, they okay. both have this like sweetness. Yeah, what do you think?
2: I was gonna say my option was Maddie and Ben.
1: Wait, Maddie, Maddie from, from Peter.
2: Peter runner-up on Peter's season.
1: With the brown with the brown hair girl. Mm-hmm. She's I like the super Christian.
2: Dad's like the basketball coach. I don't
1: remember her. No, she's I super th- Christian. Mm, no, I feel like she's wouldn't like she's too like small-minded to understand Ben because Ben is like had like you know he was depressed he like said he tried to kill himself i feel like he needs someone who has a little more i don't think she doesn't have compassion but she seems like she comes from a very like well-to-do family and might not understand his struggle whereas Mm -hmm. abigail has come from like a very tough family like you know Mm -hmm. her dad left because he didn't like understand that the sister and them were both deaf so i feel like she would be able to understand him and he would be able to understand her i look to his prediction i'm telling you i think like there's going to be something there (laughs) Cause i think they'll both definitely be on bachelor in paradise yeah
2: i agree i i was having a hard time trying to find a match for ben but i think we're on to something okay
0: abigail might be the best but i don't know if ben will go on the bachelor or bachelor in paradise sorry really i think I, he will just based off of so ben is my guy first you of like all. him <laughs> I like him. Um, not as much as like I initially did just cause you know, the, the reality of it all is setting in at this point, but, <laughs> um, like just based off of things he posts on Instagram, like if people like ask about the bachelor bachelor, like he does not want to talk about it at all. Like on live oh, and stuff like that. And the other ones like feed into the bachelor nation thing more. And he like, doesn't at all. And he's just like really about his like training business. Huh. Right. But,
2: so maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, okay.
1: I, I haven't like, cause I, he's like, yeah i haven't like stalked him since so i don't really know yeah but, but i feel like yeah, people maybe he's want not him. though yeah, people yeah would want he'd him. he'd be very sure. desirable because he's like shy but like normal wait there was someone f- oh i can't remember who this guy was okay he rem- his personality reminds me of this guy oh my god i can't think he also his head is okay rem- okay wait hold on remember okay i'm trying there's so many people okay who's the girl who's like really ashley is that her name who has like two kids and everyone always liked her
0: oh amanda stanton sorry amanda
1: okay Mm -hmm. remember amanda when she was last on the bachelor in paradise robbie was like into her yes okay and then remember robbie was really good friends with this I don't think he was on that season or maybe he was he was really good friends with this blonde guy who was like buff but like a little shy and i think he was from denver do you remember him mm,
0: it wasn't uh chase because chase oh, wasn't wait. on racha in
1: paradise was he let me he's look not really up. blonde hold wait hold on chase maybe it was him, because he remember. wait there's one guy Yes yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm right
0: like, right. I know he, like, owns a bar in Denver now, but.
1: Okay, so Chase reminds me of Ben. Okay, I can Look kind Look-wise and also, like, personality a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, I'm so happy you found that because I, like, literally could not. That was, like, four <laughs> separations. That was, like, the, like, that was a very confusing thing. And you followed me. Thank you for that. It's
0: all good. I was like, that's going to be a wrong prediction. But I figured I threw <laughs> it out there. Okay, next couple. Ivan. Ivan from Tayshia season and then Brie from Matt
1: season. Um, yes. I like that. I think they're going to ship it.
0: Yeah. I feel strong, strong about shipping that one. Yeah. I really, I feel
1: very good about that one. Okay. Last one, Sierra.
2: Last one I picked um, Chelsea. She was the model on um, Matt's season with the really short hair. Okay. And then um, Damar, which we didn't see a whole lot of on Tayshia's season, but he sang the mocha latte song.
1: Wait a minute. Was he Damar? Was he the one who was like the agent?
2: I think he was like a, a spin, like soul cycle instructor. Wait, I'm looking like at my Yeah,
0: DeMar. he's like a cycling instructor, I'm pretty sure. I DeMar. just feel like
2: we didn't see more. Or we Wait, how do you spell that. his name? D E M A R and I don't have his last name. Hold oh, up I'm just gonna look it up.
1: Oh yeah yeah okay. So him and then who else did you say?
2: Chelsea.
1: Oh yes. With oh my model. god. Yes. Because they both have this like new they both type, type have cool of vibe. vibe. Yeah yeah. I think that's a very good call. You guys are really doing very. Yes, I love <laughs> it. All of it. <laughs> Shipping. Yeah. I keep forgetting <laughs> okay. to say.
2: We'll
0: have to come back to these uh, predictions later once Bachelor in Paradise finally rolls around. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, And hopefully we'll get to have you back on again one day soon. But before we let you go, um, tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can support you. I know you've got an upcoming live show, so plug all the things.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, I don't know when this is coming out, but we me and my mom have our first virtual live show happening April 6 and it is over April 6 it's six o'clock Eastern Standard Time and 3 p.m. California time and I'm really excited for this because we're going to be having one of my exes on um which I used to call boat guy and he basically <laughs> he like worked on a boat but we're going to be like yelp reviewing our relationship and basically determining why we didn't work out and giving each other like stars and like oh the sex was three and i would be like what (laughs) but so yeah he's gonna come on and along with that we're gonna have a lot of like segments related to moms and like you know how my mom would always be like so paranoid about the mask and so i'm gonna give her scenarios of like when she thinks i could take off the mask throughout a date But then my favorite thing we're gonna have on is we're having a medium on named Cindy. I'm like very into like mediums. I do believe in like, there's like people looking after you. So she's gonna connect. She's very good. Like I've had a lot of like psychic readings. She's very accurate. So she's gonna connect with, I guess, the dead people, my dead family and both guys' dead family. And the dead (laughs) people are gonna tell us why we didn't work out. They're gonna have a dead
0: people meeting and then- I mean, yeah, (laughs) there's
1: so many generations happening in this virtual live show. And I think the good thing is, is that it's not like Zoom where you're gonna be seeing the people. So all audience members won't be seen, but you can still interact because you can still type and um, get your questions answered. So yeah, that's April 6th. And then uh, you can find Got It From My Mama on iTunes, also full video episodes on YouTube and you can follow me at Tori Piskin. Uh, I think they said it all. And maybe if you guys know about this lawyer, hopefully, I think he lives like in Washington now. You never know who's listening. Like someone listens to your podcast, like might know about this, like might be like, oh my God, whatever, Jake or Jack. I forgot, honestly, I forgot what his name is. Oh my God, my friend, I know who he's talking about. I'm gonna get a DM in like three weeks being like, I heard you were talking about me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. If we get any DM saying I know, I know about him, we'll definitely uh, pre warn you before beforehand. But okay, right. thank you so much
1: for coming on, Tori, and hopefully we'll get to chat with you soon. Yes, thanks so much for having me, and yeah, let me know when it comes out. I'll do like all the promotion on my end. And I got it from my mama's page, and I'm so excited. Okay, cool. We'll see ya. All right, bye. Bye. That's a wrap. Hee.
2: <laughs>